Curex is the number one insole in the run specialty retail market, meaning in running stores, it's the top selling brand of insoles. It's no surprise. Curex insoles are highly customizable and provide dynamic arch support. For 15% off, visit curex.us and use code AMR15. Thanks to Noon Hydration for its longtime support of Another Mother Runner. Visit Noon Life, that's N-U-U-N-L-I-F-E dot com, to receive 20% off your order when you use promo code NoonAMR20. Flamingo offers a full range of quality, affordable hair removal products, like their award-winning razor and easy-to-use wax kits. Take the quiz at shopflamingo.com slash AMR to discover your custom hair removal routine. Subscribe and use code AMR at checkout to save an extra 10% off your first order. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea, joined today in studio by the lovely Molly Williams. Hello, Molly. Hi, Sarah. So good to see you. You too. I'm turning to look at you. <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't seen each other much. I know. Yeah, you've I been. Hate that. I hate it too. <laughs> you have been training for a trek next month. Yeah, so going to try to do the Wonderland Trail again. So that's trail around Mount Rainier, uh, 93 miles. Lots and lots and lots of elevation. I can't mm-hmm. even remember the elevation. So, um, yeah, so I'm in my, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> part of my training phase. <laughs> and what has your training entailed? Uh, not enough. <laughs> so trying to, uh, do a long hike every weekend. So did uh, about nine miles about, it wasn't maybe tall enough, but maybe about a little over 2000 feet of elevation last weekend, try to do something like that every weekend, adding more and more to my pack mm-hmm. doing, um, oh, how much do you put in your pack? Would you say, uh, you know, okay. I thought, I thought my pack had about 20 pounds in it. And then I actually went and put it on the scale and it was <laughs> like seven. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, okay, I think I need to add a little more to my pack. You're like the kids when they say, mom, you were an hour late picking me up. Uh, That would be six minutes. (laughs) I was like trying to figure out how my day pack actually had as much weight in it as my, you know, backpack is going to have it. It's got to be 40 pounds now. It was like seven, but um, yeah. And then doing some strength training, you know, just Mm -hmm. uh, trying to get as much as I can done. My knee still bothers me. So that's like the, always the fly in the ointment. So I would like to do more running and, you know, we try to get out once a week and that's good. I'd like to add more in, but now my, my good knee, gosh, darn it (laughs) just blew up for no reason. I think I tweaked it when I was doing yoga. I think it's going to be fine. I I know, I know. I was just like last night. I was like, why is my good knee swollen? So Lainey, my oldest daughter, who's a physical therapy uh, student, she she worked on it last night and it's oh. actually quite a bit better this morning. So I think I did just sprain something, but. Well, that's nice that you have free help in the house. Oh, I mean. oh it's the best. I know she's great. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Lainey, my yes. oldest daughter, yes. who is quite the runner, she just placed second of all the women in a 25K um trail run she just did that is so exciting it was so exciting it was on mount st helens wow and uh yeah she said they, it was an out and back or mary had a lollipop or something there was a point where she could see who was in front of her right oh. where there was a turnaround and she realized there was only two women in front of her and then there was only one woman in front of her <laughs> and that woman only beat her by a minute wow yeah and she thinks you know if she would have been a little more strategic she'd she could have had her. 
Wow. Yeah. Because it was a single track, you know, it was a little hard passing and stuff and sure. she maybe started off a little too conservative, but yeah. And the two of them set uh, a course record. No way. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She's like an Olympian the way the, you know, gold and silver medalists would both yeah. break a world record. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So just like you said, she must've gotten her speed from me. Cause I don't have any, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you need a friend for. Tell you things like that. <laughs> She must have got her speed from me because she didn't get her boobs from me. <laughs> oh, dab, dab. <laughs> anyway, very, very proud of her. She she is a hard worker. Yes, yeah, she is. Yeah. She is. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. And I wonder how hot it was. It, it wasn't. It was like oh. 50 degrees. Oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah, it was it was good. Mm-hmm. Because um, because Elevation. it's on Mount St. Helens, there must have been no tree cover, right? The first part had tree cover oh. and then they did get up into um, the mud flow area oh. on the, 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 the south side of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, then there's no cover. And some of it was like hand over hand kind of climbing stuff. Yeah. Wow. I mean, more like you know, vertical, but you couldn't really run it. You had uh-huh. like, cause you had to go through boulders and stuff. Yeah. 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 And, and her boyfriend ran the race too, didn't he? No, oh, he, he did, did not. Oh, yeah. Okay. He came up for support. Yeah. Oh, that's but nice. He's a quite an accomplished athlete himself. Exactly. Yeah. Mountain biker, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Wow. And all around good guy. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. Nice. Nice. I know. So good Lord willing and the crick don't rise. I'll be doing <laughs> the Wonderland, but it, it, it is touch and go. We'll see. Right. Because also your hiking partners change on pretty much an hourly basis, right? Yeah. So my, my good friend, Joanna, who has very much desired to do this trail with me is now having hip problems. And mm. she's telling me, she's like, Oh, well, I think I'm like, mm-mm, no, because she hasn't been able to do the train. She doesn't listen to this podcast, but Joanna, you're not going to be able to do this thing. <laughs> And then my other hiking partner who is uh, turning 70, <laughs> Richard, my neighbor, he, since he is turning 70, he has friends coming in from out of town. So he's going to leave after three days. And so um, my middle daughter, Lucy and her friend Zevi are going to join me for the trail. And I hope that happens, but you know how young people are, they, you know, life may get in the way. And so, huh. so we'll if- see. Would you do it solo if no one joined you? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. I say that now. I'm a big, I'm a big baby yeah. when it comes to being myself in the woods. Yes. Usually there's an A word between those two yeah. <laughs> Right. Big A baby. Yeah. Um, well, I hear you because, you know, I, I used to be convinced that there were ax murderers everywhere. Yes. In the woods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was my, uh, I, I am not much for being camping and all that stuff, but occasionally I would camp with my first husband. And I was like, but the ax murderer, he's yeah. like, I'll give you five bucks. If you find an actual story of an ax murderer killing or maiming a camper. Oh, I can find them for you. Oh. I know where they are. I, and it, it doesn't happen often, but it happens. It's not going to happen on the Wonderland trail, but yeah. I think everyone needs to know that you have the most serious look on your face right now. You're looking at me with like such intensity. Oh, I, I could tell you right now, but I'm not going to, this is not, not the time or the place, <laughs> Oh my goodness! but no, yeah. I worry about boulders coming down on me and then just being alone and, um, choking on something and nobody <laughs> being around. That's an irrational fear I have. And, um, then just be like the loneliest person in the world. Like we both enjoy the TV show alone. Oh, oh love, love oh, alone. Love. I would last like a half an hour <laughs> and I like being alone. I, I've watched all of alone too. I've watched all, I have to chip in because it the best? Show. it is the best show. And I remember the first Molly told me about it at length before I ever watched it. I'm like, this sounds like so dull and it is so 
good. Oh my gosh, Callie. Yeah. From the, from the season that most recently came on Netflix. She so impressed. So impressive. Uh, my son John and I are seriously thinking of writing her a fan letter. Like we just love her. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. They are pros. Oh my god. They are amazing. Also, when you think about how dark it must be for like 18 hours a oh, day. Yeah. You know, so you're just alone. You're not, it's not just being alone with your thoughts, but alone in the dark, in the cold, uh-huh. being seriously hungry. Like yeah. Hunger that you never knew. Yeah. And and never getting warm. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Probably mm-hmm. or dry. Yeah. Yeah. And the stench that you must be giving off. Although you probably get used to that. Uh-huh. But what do we both know about these people? They're positive attitude. Yes. The two women. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, some of them definitely, you know, get kind of close to some pretty dark thoughts, but I think it's the positive thoughts that get people. The yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. They definitely cycle through, but they, the ones that win, yeah, they're able to turn a bad situation like, oh, well, and I'm watching them and they're like, oh, well, it'll be okay. I'm like, it is not going to be okay. <laughs> This is bad, Callie. You are not getting any rabbits. <laughs> right, right. Oh my gosh. And the and then how like invested you get when they go out and yeah. like, please find a rabbit, find yes. get a rabbit, get a rabbit. And then you know, she gets like four and it's like, yay. It's like, wait, this happened a long time ago and it has no effect on my life. So why am I so excited? <laughs> right, right. Anyway, that's me. That's me on the Wonderland Trail with, you know, several hundred of my, my closest friends out there. Hi, Malala. <laughs> tap out <laughs> oh my goodness oh my goodness well uh we'll definitely have to have you on afterwards mm. so we can hear the, the post if it happens report. if yeah. it happens yeah yeah all right well our guest today is brendan leonard you might know him from instagram or his website as semi-rad a writer brendan is a frequent contributor to outside runner's world national geographic adventure and other publications He's completed more than a dozen ultra marathons and marathons. And we brought Brendan on to talk about his witty, insightful pocketbook, which has a very long title and subtitle. It is I Hate Running and You Can Too, How to Get Started, Keep Going, and Make Sense of an Irrational Passion. Lots of laughs and wisdom in the book, as I'm sure there will be during our conversation with Brendan. So stay with us. In running, as in life, it's often the little things that make a big difference, like substituting the flimsy factory-supplied insoles in your running shoes for a pair of Curex Run Pro insoles. Curex insoles are the top-selling brand of insoles at running stores. In fact, our graphic designer and avid trail running mother runner learned about Curex Run Pro insoles from the folks at her local running store. She was complaining of a few foot issues in their solution, now hers, was Curex Run Pro insoles. She's been running happy and pain-free ever since. Curex Run Pro insoles are highly customizable and provide dynamic arch support. You see, insoles shouldn't be just cushioning and shouldn't only be stiff like custom orthotics. Curex delivers the best of both these options. Curex Run Pro Pro insoles have flexible support with just the right level of rigidity. They have a thin, low profile, yet still deliver maximum support and comfort. Curex Run Pro insoles are available in three profiles, high, medium, and low. My high arches appreciate the high profile. Since starting to run with Curex Run Pro insoles two years ago, I've been injury-free despite keeping up my same mileage. Try Curex risk-free today. The company offers a 60-day warranty, even if the product has been cut to fit your shoes. Visit curex.us and use code AMR15 for 15% off a pair of Curex insoles. That's C-U-R-R-E-X dot U-S with code AMR15 for 15% off. Curex.us 
AMR 15. If you've listened to more than an episode or two of an AMR podcast, you've probably heard Dimity or me singing the praises of Noon hydration products. You know why? Because we genuinely love and use Noon's family of hydration tablets and powders on a daily basis, often multiple times a day, to stay hydrated and healthy. For me, I drink Noon Sport immediately before I start a workout, whether it's a run, a strength session, or a swim. I drop a citrus fruit flavored tablet into a bottle of water before I put on my shoes and socks so it's dissolved and ready to drink right before I head out the door. During the workday, as an impetus to drink more water and top off my nutritional intake, I drink a Noon Vitamins, so many tasty flavors to choose from, including blueberry pomegranate and tangerine lime. In the evening, blackberry vanilla Noon Rest helps me drift off to sleep more easily. Whenever any of my middle-aged buddies in book group complain about not being able to sleep, I give them a tube of Noon Rest. With all Noon tablets, just drop one into a bottle of water, wait a minute for it to dissolve, then drink it. Each tablet has 15 calories or fewer. Whatever flavor or variety of Noon you want, get 20% off your entire order by visiting NoonLife.com and use promo code NoonAMR20. That's a new code for us. It's NoonAMR20. Again, you go to NoonLife.com, N-U-U-N-L-I-F-E.com, and use code NoonAMR20 to save 20%. Thanks to in-person strength classes, more folks see my pits and legs in a single morning now than in all of last year. I'm conventional, so that means I opt to have those areas be hair-free. Thanks to our longtime friends at Flamingo, I now have more options than ever. Flamingo is a body care brand that offers a full range of quality, affordable hair removal products like their award-winning razor and easy-to-use wax kits. New to their site is a fun quiz asking you a few short questions about your hair removal. Take it at shopflamingo.com AMR, then Flamingo suggests a custom routine just for you. Also new, a Flamingo subscription. Sign up and everything gets delivered right to your door automatically, including blade refills for less than $2 a cartridge. You can adjust your subscription as you go or cancel any time, hassle-free. Thanks to the quiz, I'm eagerly awaiting a body wax kit. Yep, I'm going to give waxing my armpits a go at home. I'm optimistic that smoother pits will cut down on upper arm abrasion and chafing on my sweaty summer runs. Ready for the smoothest summer ever? Take the quiz at shopflamingo.com AMR to discover your custom hair removal routine. And you'll save an extra 10% off your first order when you subscribe using code AMR at checkout. That's shopflamingo.com AMR, promo code AMR. Thanks for joining us, Brendan. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. So before we jump in, I have to ask, so you live in Missoula, Montana. How much am I going to love the Missoula Mon- Marathon when I finally get to run it next year after being canceled for the last two years? Um. It goes right in front of my house. So oh, yeah. you cheer for me. <laughs> you know, I, I ran it a couple summers ago. My wife and I ran it. We just happened to be in town and I was doing a bunch of marathons that year. And the a couple things, well, one thing always happens. There's a guy who pulls out a grand piano into his front yard uh-huh. and plays the piano the entire time. Um, <laughs> oh, how wonderful. And is which is amazing. Player? Uh, yeah, I mean, as far as I know, I'm not really an expert on piano playing, but, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. And then I, you start your bust out, um, Mm -hmm. west of the city and then you, Uh you basically run through the countryside for a few miles, quite a few miles before you get into town. Um, and gosh, there's a guy, it's just, you know, the road is closed off and it's just this little two lane highway and there was nobody out there and it was probably three or four miles into it. And 
I don't know if this guy will be back every year, but it was the most psyched marathon fan I have ever seen in my entire life. And it was just this guy <laughs> just screaming at the top of his lungs, encouraging people. And you could hear him from like a half a mile away. And uh, it just kept going. I was like, this is amazing. He didn't have like, there was no one around him. He was just out in the middle of nowhere going bananas. And I thought... <laughs> there's no way I'll ever top this anywhere in my life. And I, I was, I thought, you know, I got to high five this guy when I go by and I did, he like almost knocked me backwards. And um, <laughs> I say, but I sort of wonder whether he's like jacked up on something. That's possible, you know, but um, I mean, as far as I know, doping is okay for fans. I mean, not like, maybe it's, maybe it's not, maybe it's illegal. I don't know, but uh, right. Right. We, we have no idea, but I'd like to think that he was just purely very excited for people running. Um, nice nice so i I hope you hear yeah yeah i hear it's just so beautiful i'm not supposed to talk about it um it's all right you know i think we i think when people think of moving to montana or you know uh or living here they probably think of like glacier and then city-wise they probably think of bozeman a lot more than they think of missoula and yeah missoula does it we don't have the like jagged alpine peaks on our skyline that you can see uh-huh. Um, like you can in Bozeman. So I think we kind of escape a little bit of the hype. Um, but okay. for trail running, I would be hard pressed to think of a place that's better um, at this this size of a city. Um, nice. There probably is. I, I don't know. But uh, but yeah, it's, it's pretty great. Uh, awesome. I'm not complaining at all. Very good. Very good. Yeah. My youngest daughter is going to Missoula in the end of August for um, a field course through the University of Montana. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she's going to be hiking and kayaking until the end of October. So we got to go get all her warmies and stuff like that. She's really excited. And that's college, man. Yeah. It's I, a, really, I really did college wrong. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. She's an environmental science major. And okay. so they're going to do some field work and things. Kids from, uh, there's only 10 kids in the course, but they're from all over the, the country. So she's, she's very excited about it. Wow, that's great yeah. for her. I yeah. I just worked at Applebee's in my <laughs> college. So well, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I loved your book, Brendan. Uh, I hate running too. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. It's, I'm glad. I it. I yeah, feel like... I read it. I'm like, oh yeah, fellow hater. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you get started in running? Um, you know, if I think by like think back on it like the earliest memories I have of running were knowing that you had to run the mile in um gym class for the presidential physical fitness test and, are you uh, old enough for that or do they still do that thing I don't, I don't think they do it anymore I hope but, not that was torture did you make it I mean yeah I'd like I think I wanted to try to run I, I was just like I had no idea about what what time was good and I, th- I, I don't remember my time now but I think it was like maybe like seven some minutes or something like that. And, um, I'll take that. There was a brief period. I don't know if this is within that time frame, but there's a brief period. My mom was a runner um, oh. recreationally, I would say for, I think it was 10 years. She ran five miles a day, five days a week. Um, wow. That's good. Yeah. So she crushed for a long time. Mm-hmm. There, there was a little window in there when I was like 12 where my my feet were big enough to fit into her old running shoes so she would like Mm. pass them down to me and I would go run a mile or whatever and 
that was a good workout for Aww. several days or whatever. I was more into basketball or, or football or whatever, but um, those are my earliest actual distance running memories. Um, but yeah, so my mom was a heavy influence on that. She, uh, when we moved to a new town when I was a freshman in high school or eighth grade, all my friends, like for four years throughout high school, they're like, saw your, I saw your mom running the other day. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> rain or shine, she's out there. Uh, All right. Way to go, mom. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I got a little note in my packet here that that uh, you might have smoked some cigarettes back in the day. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I think so it was... what happened? <laughs> um, it's another book. actually. Yeah. That I wrote. Um, yeah no, I. Uh, yeah. I picked that up uh, because I was in bars all the time back when you could still smoke in bars and Mm-hmm. My rationale was if I'm getting all the secondhand smoke, I might as well enjoy the firsthand. <laughs> it's a really, I've battled several addictions and cigarette smoking is by far the most difficult to quit. Um, I hear. Yeah. yeah you, but it, it also doesn't work really well for your cardiovascular fitness. Um, no, no. Yeah. I no. didn't see anything about smoking in your running book. No, like you should pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, you know who else? was a former smoker is uh, maybe you're familiar with the filmmaker, Billy Yang. Mm-hmm. He's, he's quite a, um, he, he's a incredible long distance ultra marathon runner as well. But he and I bonded over that, that we both picked up <laughs> running to quit smoking. Um, so, but yeah, it's, I'd not recommended um, also not cool. Uh, apparently yeah. is bad for your health, but at the time I thought, Oh, I'll just start. And then, mm-hmm quitting is, you know, at one point they had a study, there was a study that was, um, that said that cigarettes were as addictive as crack cocaine. And I thought, okay, I feel, I feel good that it took me so long and it was so hard to quit smoking. And then there was another study a few years later that said Oreos were as addictive as crack cocaine. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Not as impressive. It's just fill in the blank. Yeah. Uh, so, so Brendan, I think the title of your book, I hate running and you can too, might give a lot of people pause, especially because the A and hate is a heart. So kind of break down that dichotomy, that paradox for us. Yeah. I, um, I actually made that as a t-shirt, um, right. to sell. Uh-huh. Um, cause I thought this really captures my, my feeling about this. Like I hate it, but I also, I kind of like it, you know, like uh-huh. when I'm done with it, I love it. I love having done it. I love being a runner, but like most of the time it's really, I don't know if you two have this problem, but I'm self-employed. And so when I wake up, I'm like on a Wednesday and go, okay, I got to run today. And uh, I think about maybe I should just run right when I get out of bed, you know, or Mm -hmm. right after breakfast. And then it's like three o'clock and I'm like, wow, I really need to run today. And then sometimes it's like five 30 and finally I get out the door um, so I put it off because I apparently don't enjoy it enough, um, to, to actually just go do it. Um, and I think I had this feeling that my relationship with running with like the love hate was common to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've still only met a few people who are like, no, 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 I just love it. Um, and they're, I think professional athletes. So, um, they're annoying running partners is what they are. Yeah. <laughs> right. I- Go Aren't ahead. She's, she's just so happy to be out here. Yeah. Oh, she's talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's, I, I felt like there was maybe a market for that sort of idea. And also I wanted like people to know that it's okay to not like 
exercise you know it's like no one likes it really i mean some of us some people do but like i feel like it's just a game of tricking yourself into thinking you like something in order to maintain fitness you know um mm -hmm. no matter what you do um so running is that's my relationship with it too i, th I think in one of the chapters they talk about um the difference between liking something and loving it and it i do like use the metaphor of having children you know and i don't personally know this but i know that people do not like their children 100% of the time. Um, mm -hmm. They do, they do love them still, mm -hmm. even if they dislike them. Um, mm -hmm. So I feel like running is the same thing. Only I probably hate it a lot more than people hate their kids. So. <laughs> well, you do put in there about showing up for work, you know, like that's part of it. Just show up for work. Like your dad did every day, mm -hmm. you know? show up for work. I don't, I don't, I don't like running. I, I'm just like you. I was reading your thing. Your book was great. It's like, and it gave me permission not to like it. There's that period of time during a run and it may be three minutes where I'm like, oh, this is all right. Then it's back to sucking. And I'm thinking the whole time, what do I want to do? I want to sit on the couch and eat Oreos and smoke cigarettes. I don't really want to smoke cigarettes, but I want to eat the Oreos and do the crack cocaine and watch Netflix. <laughs> Who among us That's doesn't want to, you know, just smoke crack and watch Netflix. <laughs> I want to smoke crack, have some cigarettes and some Oreos. While we're at it, I'm really into those runs. That is my crack cocaine. I have to stay away from those things. Oh, you know, really? The, the little candy runs. You yeah. I haven't oh. thought about those since I was at a swimming pool. And don't, like... don't start. Don't start so i heard i heard somewhere that sugar triggers the same spots in your brain as heroin so there you go i'm sure you know, yeah. yeah so I, I read that runts are as tough to <laughs> give up as crack okay yeah you know what i like to have with the runs diet coke and a cigarette <laughs> <laughs> and that's what i want to do but what i do do is i go out and do something I, my knee hurts right now so i don't do so much running but showing up for work right brendan yeah yeah and you know it's like if you want to that's just in my attitude of uh basically anything that gets you anywhere in life is if you just show up and do the thing mm -hmm. you know maybe it doesn't have to be you know we have all people talking about giving 110 percent, et cetera et cetera and mm -hmm. you know which I is think, physically impossible because no yes it is you're right <laughs> you're absolutely right um but like I, I just think like the imagery of um, like Gatorade commercials and Nike commercials is always people just like getting worked and just like laying it all out there. And I'm like, ah, I'm 42. I can't do that anymore. I, I just got to like show up, do the miles and then mm -hmm. stop. And that'll be, that'll be good. So I view it more like that. And like, it just, it adds up over time, you know, like, you're like, Oh wow. I ran, you know, 30, 40 miles this week after, making myself get out the door four or five times you know? yeah um, yeah and there's the, yeah it's positive things in that you have a really another really good point in the book about getting comfortable being uncomfortable mm -hmm. and you're right it's no fun it hurts and it never stops hurting but you gotta like learn to just embrace it right yeah i mean i think uh yeah i think a lot of us choose to be comfortable that's sort of like you know, our idea of capitalism Couch, is, yeah, runs, to like, you, yeah. you acquire things that make you more comfortable and like you, you know, you get a house where you can put in a lot of furniture and then you chill out and like, like, that's what we do. And we want to be inside a heated environment and, uh, you know, and if it's not heated in summer, we want it cooled and we like, we gravitate towards comfort. And I guess I think you 
or many of us can achieve a little bit more personal growth if we're willing to push that um, discomfort level a little bit yeah. at a time. And I have, it's to the point for me where like, that's actually the easy thing is to find discomfort and be like, okay, what am I learning about myself now? And sometimes I'm like, nothing, it just sucks. It's like <laughs> just uncomfortable, you know? Well, what have you learned? Cause you've done all sorts of things. You've done ultra marathons. You are quite the athlete read your bio. So what have you learned from being uncomfortable? What have been your personal experiences? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, yeah, it's all like to do the thing you don't, your body doesn't want you to do, or your brain doesn't want you to do is, is the path that leads to getting things done. You know, if, if you look at that bio, that is of course a condensed version of two decades. So it's like, Oh, that looks like a lot. And it's like, it is a lot. Well, how do you do a lot? Well, you got to go out and try to do a lot and make yourself go run a ton or, you know, have these experiences that are not necessarily comfortable. And I think that's like a metaphor for everything in life, mm -hmm. you know, not just, not just running. Um, even like, I mean, raising kids is uncomfortable right mm -hmm. like it's not like it's not like people are like oh yeah it's just like a party for 18 years you know but yeah it's, doing the hard things I think most people would say it's the most rewarding thing they do in life mm -hmm. um even even through all that discomfort um so I don't know and I, I wonder about I think for me the thing has been the the main thing has been it's I've um I've gained resilience out of it mm -hmm. each thing becomes this um, idea of, well, I made it through that, you know, mm -hmm. so I can probably make it through this thing. Um, whether that's a life event or, you know, being on hold for a long time with the health insurance people <laughs> and like just gutting it out, you know, like you always get that, they get that choice. And it's like your current hold time is two hours and 27 minutes. Press one. If you'd like to call us back. I'm like, yo, uh, you don't know who you're talking to. I'll hang out. Good. <laughs> I've got endurance, baby. <laughs> yeah. I'm capable of suffering up to like 36 hours. I got this yeah. little two hour, 15 minute hold call. You're like, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, you know, and I think it like increases your patience with things and like you're, you know, you feel less entitled to things. I mean, this is just me going, yeah. you know, on, mm -hmm. on what, what I've learned from it. But um, I think we're at a point where we expect things, you know, very quickly and um, it gives you a little bit of, like stoicism you're like well okay yeah i think in a lot of different aspects like you said yeah yeah, yeah. people are like this sucks and you're like well it doesn't suck as bad as mile <laughs> 85 when i was like absolutely unable to keep food down and the blisters in my feet were just shooting pain into my back like it, like it's like yeah i'll be all right i can i can do this it's I like can sit people, in traffic, you know. It's like the people on Survivor who always say, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. It's like, well, of course it is. We are not pioneers like giving birth on the side of the Oregon Trail. Like, <laughs> oh, no. We don't have to do unbearably uncomfortable things. Uh, isn't that the truth? <laughs> no. Like... Ask me if you watch it alone. Oh, yeah, yeah. You ask. Them. Do you watch alone that television show? We were just talking about it. No, I'm the only thing I've watched in the last few years is Ted Lasso and that. Um, oh, I oh like Ted Lasso Lady too. Timothy here, my business yes. partner, she loves Ted Lasso. Okay, well, alone these these survivalists go out to Alaska in the winter time. Well, they're Arctic, or Canada, yeah, yeah and, and they have to survive by themselves, and they have to hunt and do all this stuff. 
that sucks. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that teaches you stoicism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Or or how to be dramatic, you know, on a reality <laughs> TV show. Oh. But they Different. have to film themselves. There's oh, they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they are truly alone. You, oh. you need to watch this. Yeah, uh-huh. it's it's amazing. Yeah, this is, and we are not being paid to talk about no. it long, but we were talking about it in the <laughs> intro. So. <laughs> Um, so I love your adage about long distance running that you illustrate that, um, says you run the first half with your legs and you run the second half with your head. So, um, talk a little bit about that. About that is that. not, I did not, um, make that up. I read that somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, somewhere, yeah. But you but illustrated yeah. it, but it looks good. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Like, I mean, the, the whole thing is, you know, you're going to get tired and you're going to feel awful. Um, almost no matter what distance, like, you know, I'll go out and be like, oh, I'm going to run six miles today. And about three miles, I'm like, yeah, maybe I should just quit and like go go into this bakery here and get a croissant. Like, it's like it's always gonna suck at some point, so you have to mentally fight through it somehow or talk yourself into it. And you know, I'm not sure. That's been like basically the story of my life. Every time I go outside to do something, you know, it's like, what are your options here? And what happens if you quit? And I've been good at getting myself into situations where. I have to just keep going because otherwise it, you know, it is becomes very difficult to extract yourself from um, whether that's like mountaineering, you know, where like, Oh, we made it to the top of the peak. Like now what? <laughs> Where's I'm, the helicopter? Yeah. I'm, I'm tired. And like, you don't want to be that. You don't want to pay for that helicopter rescue, you know, or like <laughs> also it may not be possible, you know? And uh, yeah. I mean, even yesterday I would like, I was like, I just need to go for a long run. So I ran, you know, 10 miles from my house and was like, okay, now I have no, I have no options. I literally have to run home. And I did not, I did not enjoy those last eight miles of it but you know <laughs> the last eight miles of 10 I yeah. It. <laughs> I mean, yeah it was 20 but like it was like oh. I was making myself do it but I, I went one direction so I had to come back you know gotcha. and I, I, I was thinking about my options there I'm like well I could come down from here and I'd still be I think I have cell phone service at this trailhead and I could call my wife but she's actually at a thing right now so she's probably not going to come get me so either i got to run home or i got to walk home and walking will take forever so yeah yeah oh gosh i mean how often do we think about that like oh who could i call right now who would come pick me up mm-hmm. you know For sure <laughs> and i mean i have i remember i went out on a run once that was supposed to be 16 and i went on a route that i don't usually go on it so it was going to end up being 18 so i did i borrowed i didn't have my cell phone with me and i this is a long time ago and i borrowed somebody's and I called my husband and I was trying to tell him where to pick me up. He goes, it's just two more miles. Just run home. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, just two more miles. You are obviously not a runner hubby. (laughs) (laughs) I had like the first ultra marathon I ever did. I was sort of undertrained, really undertrained, but I got to the 25 mile mark and I started having this knee pain and I, I was like trying to walk and I was like, Oh my God, this really hurts. I wonder if this is a, a real injury. And I turned around and was like, I think I'm going to go back to the aid station, even though there's only six miles left. I think I'm just gonna. And I, I was having this conversation with myself going, okay, so I go back there and then they like got to call my then girlfriend, now wife. And then she has to try to come drive out here and pick me up. And then like, right. is that, and then I'm just sitting there in the sun for like, I don't know, an hour. And I just thought, this is just too much trouble for everybody. I think I'm just going to finish. <laughs> so I just kept walking and then I eventually started running again. Like the, it was ended up being like an IT band thing, but I was like, 
literally the logistics is what turned me back around. I was like, I don't want to mess with all that. Yeah, <laughs> Let's just exactly. keep going. <laughs> Do you have a positive self-talk that you give yourself when you're out there? You know, I've been trying to do that more um, because I read in uh, Alex Hutchinson's book, Endure, um, about, I mean, basically he says, if I was going to do something different with my younger running years, uh, I would give myself more slack and also encourage myself to do positive, more positive self-talk. And I think probably the most... I actually put this quote in the book um, that is from Courtney DeWalter, who is very good at um, doing hard things for very long times. Uh, Her mantra is something like, it's fine. This is fine. You're fine. Keep going. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I think about that a lot. Like, yeah, this is fine. It's Mm -hmm. okay. Um, But I have tried to incorporate that a lot more recently. I've been, I run this really steep trail um, about two miles from my house. And it's become this, like, um, it's like, if I can run it under a certain time then I'm not aging anymore. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm just like, it's just this ridiculous thing where I, I hit the trail and then immediately I'm like dying of like, I'm breathing so loud. People are getting out of my way and like, they're like, Oh, is that guy? Okay. And like, <laughs> like, I'm almost going to throw up at the top. And, uh, most recently I finally got, I got on it. Cause I was like, I can never beat this time I had two years ago. I don't know what's going on actually three years ago. I'm like, maybe, you know, am I getting old? And I was like, you should tell yourself that it's going to be okay. And you can do this and you're doing great. So I did that for the, uh, the whole run, the whole thing takes like 10 minutes, uh, but it's 10 minutes of awfulness and, uh-huh. and it actually worked. Um, and I beat my, beat my old time. And I was, I was telling my wife, I'm like, also there was like four college girls who were at the like ninth (laughs) switchback and they started cheering for me for some reason. (laughs) And I don't know if that had something to do with it. I was was just like, thank you. Ah." (laughs) (laughs) Like, um, so So, I think it's a positive self-talk. I think it was that. And and when you positive self-talk, this is my new little straw poll. I asked Dimity about it. Um, what tends to, what, you know, do you refer to yourself? Do you say you, do you say Brendan, you know, like how do you talk to yourself in your head? Oh, that boy. I just say you, but now I'm thinking <laughs> of all the possibilities. It could be really funny. <laughs> You're giving yourself some sort of nickname. Or... <laughs> See, I do that. I, I have a, a sports nickname. So that's, uh, that's when I refer to myself in my head, that's, and I'm doing something athletic. That's what I say. So did you, did you make up the nickname or is it actually a like, my husband gave it to okay, me, yeah. but it, but it came to me in a, a moment of, of extreme panic and fear during a, um, I used to be a rower and it was during a quad race and it just came to me saying, um, go champy, champy, go. So, um, I call myself champion in my head. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. 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 And so s- sometimes people will cheer for me. Like I, and yeah. I have worn, I've had champion on my bib. People don't like to say that out loud. So I have stopped putting champion on my bib. Yeah. They, I don't know. Anyway. So, the, yeah. what, so you just put your name on now. I do. I just put Sarah and have, and other people can call me that, but uh, you know, if I'm talking to myself in my head, it's champy. So okay. at least I think so. I haven't done a race in so long. I don't know <laughs> what I do. <laughs> I wonder what the weirdest thing anybody's ever put on a bib is like that people love to see and like spectators just laugh when they see it and then they yell it. I wonder yeah, what. And I- 
Yeah, we should ask that on Twitter or something. Yeah. (laughs) Because you probably can't do profanity, I would imagine. I would imagine. And also, I've discovered it's a regional thing. Uh, Molly and I have done races in Vancouver, BC and Victoria, BC. And boy, Canadians will not yell anything that just looks like slightly askew. Like they'll yell Sarah, but man, not a single Canadian said champy when I wore it that one year. So, yeah. I want to put Richard on a bib to what people say. (laughs) Wouldn't that be funny? You should do it. Go, Richard. Go. Would they? Yeah. Would they say Richard? Yeah, or the popular nickname of Richard. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Oh. That's, uh, that's going to be my, ne- my next one. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, could just put, you could just put that word because that'd be pretty funny. That's it. Yeah. I think it might work better, Brendan, if you did it though. So will you do that for us? <laughs> and report yeah, back to us. <laughs> I don't like people yelling anything at me that makes me think that they they know who I am. Because I'm like, wait, oh, hello? What? Oh, I don't know you. Thanks. Yeah. Um yeah, I gotta think about that. That's pretty that's pretty funny to, to brainstorm, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm definitely putting Richard on my next bib. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So talk about success. What do you define as success? You have that in your book. You know, everybody should have their own personal feeling of whatever success is like getting off the couch, not eating the full pack of Oreos. (laughs) Yeah. That's just depressing. That's enough for me right there, but (laughs) sorry. Um, Yeah. I mean, it depends for me on the the year, but uh, like, you know, right now I'm just trying to run 40 miles a week amidst wildfire smoke and oppressive mm-hmm. heat so it's like oh if i get out and i'm able to get my 40 miles in that's pretty that's pretty yeah great that's great me. um but yeah i think like um i have a pretty good record of finishing ultra marathons mm-hmm. um like i've never had to um quit or never had to drop from a race and i think i'm willing to do that and keep going slowly um and it, it becomes this it's sort of like a self-care thing more than it is a running thing. Like, what are you, what are you doing to keep yourself moving? So you don't have this catastrophic, um, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times I think the number one reason people drop is intestinal issues. So Mm -hmm. being careful or whatever about that um, and like taking care of blisters or or whatever it is. Um, So like the goal for me in those things is not, I'm never going in going, I have to be under, x amount of hours or like i want this time and i'm more like i just need to finish um which you know it plays out and i end up getting slower and slower and slower and i'm like i don't care i just need to finish um but that's that's Mm -hmm. always been my goal and i think um faster people probably um drop more or not Mm. i shouldn't i shouldn't say that i i see when i see like professional runners dropping more it's for different reasons than me. Like they're probably going, Oh, this isn't going so well. And um, I'm having, you know, such and such issues. And I also have this other race coming up in six weeks mm-hmm. that I want to do well at. So why waste this race? And mm-hmm. I don't really have that. I'm kind of like, Oh, I just want to finish. Cause I don't want to have to come back here and <laughs> try to do this again next year. So I can get the belt buckle or whatever. Um, so your, your whole, your whole philosophy of running is, Oh, it's such a hassle to quit. That's yeah. like your whole thing. Like, why did like, you, why do you run? I just got out there. I didn't have anything else to do. Nobody was picking me up. <laughs> I didn't have money for a ride. And then there you go. 
I didn't want to, I didn't like, I had this goal and I didn't want to like stop halfway and then have to do it again next year. Cause it's kind of, yeah, exactly. I had to train for it. So yeah, no, I've had that moment a lot where you're like, you have, you could turn right and be like, you know, last year there was no races. So I did the, I created this big 65 mile loop in the, in the mountains around here. And it was like, there's literally a turn at like 30 miles. And I was like, well, I could go this way. And that it's an eight mile flat run to the trailhead. I could call my wife and uh, she'd probably come pick me up and I could be eating pizza in like basically two hours. <laughs> and I was like, or I could just keep going. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I don't want to have to do this again next year. I've been dreaming mm-hmm. about it for months. And yeah, it's, I don't know. It seems like whatever that trick is that keeps you going for another few minutes. Um, mm-hmm. If you develop that, I think that that's probably helpful. Um, well, I did like in the book, how you talked about being comfortable, you know, most of the time being comfortable. I thought that was good. And, and I took that to heart and then started running slower when I run. And, and that, that is better. I mean, I just Not get to- injured, you know, like. I get these little injuries if I try to go really fast and I'm like, you know what? I just, I want to be able to keep running, mm-hmm. not necessarily faster. Like I don't want to have to take two weeks off or three weeks off. So that's more the motivation for me. Also, I'm just like, what's fast, you know, nowadays for me, like, I don't really care. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get like third place in my age group at some marathon. Like the point for me is to be able to see more and to get further into the mountains and, um, be able to cover longer distances and get out there and do do more things uh, or do do more terrain in a day. So like uh-huh. that's fine. I'm not looking at some time goal, um, which nothing against that. I'm just like not really my my jam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So your chapter on inspiration was so good. I especially liked inspiration is a spark, not a fire. So can you expound on that, please? As well as the notion of accountability versus inspiration. Yeah. Um, I come at that from, um, like basically the artistic perspective where I've been a writer for professionally, I guess, for like 17 years, I guess, Mm -hmm. technically. Um, so it's, it's like, you know, if people, people say, oh yeah, I'm extremely self-motivated in a, in a job interview, I think the most self-motivated people are self-employed because they have to mm. like make things happen. And um, mm. I've had so many weeks where I'm like, I'm just not feeling anything today. Like what I don't, <laughs> I don't want to do this. And you're like, and you don't have to, you know, so you have to figure out how to make yourself do things. And one of my favorite quotes, I think is also in the, in the book and it's Chuck Close, the artist um, who said, inspiration is for amateurs. Uh, mm. the rest of us just show up and get to work. And I mean, I disagree with that on <clears throat> slightly. Like, I think there are certain things that are really inspiring. I've seen so many films, books, uh, you know, things about running specifically that get me psyched to get out there, but it only works like once, you know, mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. you still have to go make the plan. You still have to like that, that film about running that I watched. I can't watch that on YouTube every day when I need to go run to get me psyched, you know? <laughs> You can't be like pulling that up at the, you know, halfway through a race and being like, ah, hold on. I, I'm not feeling this anymore. I just got to watch this eight minute video. It really gets me psyched, you know. Um, actually, do people do listen to motivational speeches when they, they run? Or I know of a person who does. So oh, that's interesting. I never thought of that. Yeah, I know. But like, if you're out there for like 
five hours. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's you'd want to tell, yeah, you'd want to tell that speaker to just shut the, <laughs> yeah. off, you know? <laughs> or you're just sick of it. You know, it's like, then, then you're like, your memory of that race is going to be getting yelled at by a motivational speaker the entire time in your headphones. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess the whole thing for me is that it's just, it's a, it is a thing. It's a spark, you know, it'll, it can get you going, but it's not going to keep you going. You know, you have to keep adding fuel to the fire and that for me doesn't often come in, in inspiration. Um, it's like, it's just like these little mental tricks to keep you moving or keep you getting out there. Um, so I don't know if I did a great job of answering your question, but. Oh, it was good. You, you have a, a nice bit about setbacks and that, uh, you know, you'd have to take them in perspective. That's just a moment in time and it'll be less of a big deal over a longer period of time. Have you had any big setbacks in your running career? Um, <clears throat> recently, or are last... you just talking out your poop hole? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I don't get injured very often, mm-hmm. probably, I think probably because I run really slowly. I don't know, but no, all uh, right. I don't know if that's, there's any science in that, but, um, my, my editor actually asked me to put something in there about that after we had kind of had all the chapters put together. She's like, look, I, what happens to me a lot is I'll start and I'll get injured and then I'll have to wait and then, you know, wait till the injury heals and then start again. Can you put something in there about that? And I, you know, I put together the chapter and then um, as I was finishing, maybe I'd already finished the book. I had this um, cold that turned into a chronic cough and uh, I thought it was best to just like, I had to take two months off of running um, wow. just to like make sure it, I was like, I don't know, this seems like a good move um, mm-hmm. while we figure out what this is. And uh, yeah, so I did, that's like been my biggest setback is having to take that time off um, and then get back into it. So I had to think in those terms and be like, okay, this sucks right now for sure. Um, but I'm also old enough that it doesn't feel like every month is like the biggest deal. You know, I have a lot of months that I can look back on and be like, okay, well, this year may not be the year you do X because mm-hmm. you're injured or whatever. Um, but it's okay. You have next year, you know, at least I have enough years left and I have enough years behind me that I have to look at things in the, the grand scheme of things, you know, mm-hmm. like right now when we think about pandemic, I'm, you know, all of us are like, oh my God, this is just taking forever, you know? And like, Mm -hmm. why is this not over yet? And I'm like, okay, yeah, it does feel like that. But also like, how long was World War II, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. and we don't have those events for reference, you know? And Mm -hmm. also those people couldn't, um, you know, order food on their phones, like tap, tap three buttons, <laughs> have it show up in like 30 minutes, you know? <laughs> DJ, so, wait, wait, guys, I'm waiting for my yeah, delivery. <laughs> I know, exactly. So, but I mean, imagine, imagine being, you know, somebody at home with, you know, uh, a loved one abroad fighting. You don't really, you don't hear from them every day. They can't text you. They can't like use the satellite phone. They got to write you a letter. Oh, no. You know, like we don't have that scope to, to look at things. So yeah, it's, it's like, you, you gotta be like, okay, life is short, but life is also long, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so and yeah. Nothing stays the same. Everything's changing. So yeah. you don't, yeah. you don't know. Yeah. None of us know. Yeah. I was also thinking while you were talking, Brendan, that that's why the pandemic seems particularly long to kids because sure. of their life of mm-hmm. a percentage of it. It's so much longer. You know, if you're 10, 
you know, one tenth of your life has been oh, a yeah. pandemic, you know, yeah. you know, more than that now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's like, oh, okay, well, my fraction is, is much smaller than that. Yeah. And we look back and we're like, high school was not that big of a deal. But when you're in it, you're like, oh my God, this is my entire mm-hmm. life. And yeah. I know that somebody had a tweet that I saw a few months ago was like, we'll never forgive COVID for taking one of my hot years. And it was like somebody in their, in their twenties, you know, it was like, I couldn't, I couldn't go. And I was like, Oh, good. I'm, I'm glad I'm past that point. You know? That would suck. I, I hear yeah. You, but, yeah. 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 She's right. Yeah. yeah. She has reason to be pissed. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, past a certain year, none of us are getting much better looking, you know, it's like, right. kind of like, um, no, I have the Helen Mirren. I'm going to be like so hot at like 65 or 70. That's my, she's my idol. And that's who I'm, that's yeah. who I'm aiming for. Jeez. That's good. Yeah. Good for you. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's my plan. Uh, <laughs> You're on track. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, uh, so here's the money question, Brendan, in your book, you quote a lot, a lot of other runners and writers, Chris McDougall, Jeff Galloway, Oprah Winfrey, so why, oh, why did you not quote Dimity or me from our book, Run Like a Mother? You yeah. Know? Huh? yeah. <laughs> I did a, um, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I'm, I don't think I'm the target market for your book. Am I? <laughs> I don't think so. No. Yeah. It's, it's really hard to read all of the running books too. And like, yeah. and looking for very specific, did you have a quote that you think would have fit in there? Oh, we have oh. tons of quotes. Yeah. Of, I mean, cause you quoted, um, Is it Alexandra, the one who wrote, um, is it Run Like a Girl? Great book. Yeah. 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 So, you Um, know, come, you know, just step it up one more and it's Run Like a Mother. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So when, you know, when you re-release it again, you know, why don't you, because you have two in there from her, just swap it out for one from Sarah Bowen Shea or something like that. I just feel just do a whole page of quotes from from you. Yeah. Yeah. From your book. Yeah. 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 My dad loved your book. I was reading it and he picked it up and went through it and he, he enjoyed all the pictures. He doesn't run at all, but he, uh, he liked all your metaphors, you know, because it's, it's the same thing with life, you know, take it easy, keep going, show up, there'll be setbacks, keep moving. Anyway, yeah. I, yeah. I, really, I really enjoyed it. And I do hate running, but I do like your book. <laughs> yeah, thanks. No, I, I would, you know, I hope that's what my mom said too. I was like, this is more than about running. And I was like, exactly, mom. That's what <laughs> now. You got it. <laughs> I, ideally, I will get hired for corporate speaking events because it's so relevant to, you know, everything in life and work and like you know it's so. a good graduation present oh you know? there you go instead yeah. of that stupid dr seuss book give him give him that one <laughs> yeah i have i have that dr seuss book it was oh. a graduation gift for sure well, but yeah okay. like it's funny if you look at the like best-selling books on amazon right around graduation time that thing just pops back up into like the number one spot it's like wow that's what we do you know it's like mm-hmm. that was high school graduation i think for college i got luggage no vice versa one of them was luggage ca- one of them was, i got yeah. a calculator uh, i got oh, yeah. um i got the silver palette cookbooks for oh. college graduation yeah and a couple i don't know yeah and a oh. computer oh, that was oh. a big deal back then. oh that's okay. nice yeah yeah <laughs> all right well brendan it's been fun talking with oh, you yeah it sure has been yeah yeah and this has been fun for me you two have this dialed and it's a great uh great rapport and uh environment going back and forth this is fun 
Well, come to Portland and we'll hate running with you. <laughs> I am trying to maybe on a sort of book tour in October, oh. but more and more I'm kind of going, I don't know if this is actually going to happen this year. Um, like, yeah, I don't know. You're going to have to wear, going to have to wear a mask if you come. I know that's, yeah. And it's like, well, will people even want to, you know, can we gather in public places? And I'm like, maybe it's just not going to happen. Um, so I, I will. I have family in Portland, so. Um, oh, good. Um, oh, good. And, and you got and you got to be out there cheering for us when we come to Missoula and run the marathon. Finally, we will have to coordinate that because, yeah, I, I would like to run it, but I'm also like, God, that'd be cool. It goes right in front of the house. So like, yeah, right. You like come in, and use, whole... use the bathroom, or whatever. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make some make some muffins or something. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. And, and start practicing your cheering really loud. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you take care, Brendan. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Bye bye. Okay. So raise your hand if you now have a crush on Brendan Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he's a sweetie pie. Yeah. Um, well, all right. Well, it's not too late to join love the run you're with for the fall series. It just kicked off on Monday. So you still have 14 weeks left to hop in, join us, get the amazing swag with our fantastic new logo on a Corsa sleeveless top, really awesome specialized water bottle. You get noon, wow. a couple types of goo. Yep. Jiminy. Um, yeah, a sticker. It's amazing swag. And also Dimity outdid herself doing, um, five minutes a day of um, strength and recovery streak. Mm. So it is really fantastic. So if you want to take part in that again, it's not too late. Hop on board the love the run you're with train by going to anothermotherrunner.com, click on training and then virtual event series is the drop down menu and you can sign up there. Our podcast today was produced in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from sounds like pictures, many happy miles. I'll bring the runs. <laughs> yeah. Actually, maybe I'll just have cups of runs. Like, yeah. Have you actually eaten them when you run? Oh, that's a good idea. I might they're, choke though. They're like a hard candy, right? Yeah. They are hard. You know, I'm a chewy sweet tart. They're little mini oh, chewy like sweet tarts. Oh, I, wow. And I really like them so much one time that I ordered a bulk of them off of Amazon. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, I totally lost my taste for them. So I don't know how many bags of those. Oh, I no. Yeah. Wow. So you could be a heroin addict too. I can, I mean, I guess I should just put them out for Halloween. That never occurred to me until yeah, right this second, but yeah, they're just sitting in a desk drawer. Yeah. Oh yeah. You gotta get rid of those. They're, they're not getting, yeah. <laughs> well, I think their shelf life is maybe a thousand years. I'm not yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> they don't degrade. They're like fast food. Yeah. Right. <laughs>